Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and uh, today I got a special, uh, I'm going to call it the politics episode, because a lot of times we're talking about practice, we're talking about research, we're talking about how to like build your teams. Um, how to get more in a, a vitality uh, model of chiropractic care. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, today, we're going to talk about politics. And the reason we're going to talk about politics is because politics, basically, I heard a, sta- a statement before saying, even if you don't pay attention to politics, eventually it's going to pay attention to you. And so we're finding that in Canada. And um, even if you're, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Canada today, um, but it doesn't matter where you live in the world. I want you to, to kind of um, think of this in a model of how you can do this in your country um, or just how to get involved and also be get, become educated. And, uh, and so my guest today who's going to help me with all this is the, uh, the new president of the CNAC, our new Canadian National Alliance of Chiropractic, the new association in Canada, Dr. Chad McKidiak. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Don. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I thought this was going to be, this would be great because uh, even though a lot of listeners that are uh, listening to this podcast aren't from Canada, I think um, they can learn from this because I think what we learned, we learned a lot of what happened in the UK um, when they made the UCA, um, the United Chiropractic Association. And um, one of my last podcast episodes, uh, uh, Dr. Richard McMinn, he was on the board for um, the UCA and he talked about um, they were kind of in the little same situation with us where they were a little unhappy with what was that they weren't being represented and they created this, but that was 20 years ago. Um, and, and I always say this, this is for us on, on the board and, or for people on the board and people being involved that it took them like 10 years and they didn't really grow very much for the first 10 years. And it was after the first 10 years, they really grow. They really grew. So it's kind of cool to see them ahead of the game. Like they're 20 years ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, we use them as an example to help us in Canada. And so hopefully this podcast episode will, uh, will help others and they can maybe use Canada as an example. So I, I think so, man. I mean, history repeats itself, and so uh, others listening in other countries uh, will take lessons from what's happening here, just like you just mentioned. We're taking lessons from what happened in the UK. Yeah, and I think too, like I think our in our model, like um, we we might be a slight minority. I know in in our province, um, whenever we do elections, we're kind of just outnumbered a little bit, like fifty five to forty five percent. So we are, I call it the large minority. <laughs> it's right. It's, it's not a mi- minority minority, uh, but just enough to not get our 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 to be able to get into any powerful positions that can actually make decisions about the, about, about chiropractic. So, so I was just wondering from your perspective, uh, kind of what's going on in politics and why do you think is it important for people to pay attention to it? Cause a lot of times people think it's kind of like not very exciting to, or, or be apolitical and not be involved at all. Yeah. Uh, it, it isn't very exciting, Don. <laughs> so you're like, you guys are absolutely correct. You're hundred percent correct. And I get why practitioners would want to bury their heads in their practice. Cause that's when all the great stuff happens. That's the fun. I still love it. I'm still full-time practice. So I totally get it. But my experiences, uh, at the provincial and national level, I've been in, in, involved in the politics of chiropractic since I started, uh, both on the regulatory side and the association side. Uh, so I've had that experience that this stuff actually matters. At first I was the same way going, ah, oh, this is all just a logistics and uh, stuff that needs to be done so we can continue. But especially in today's climate and uh, what we're seeing in the media and uh, you know, what we see online, it's, it's important to know that, that your associations and your regulators do make a difference. And so whether you choose to ignore that or you choose to participate, it's going to happen either way. And my motivation is that I'd rather participate uh, and have my voice heard as much as possible 
rather than leaving it up to somebody to make decisions that I don't like. And later on, I really have no control over. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, if you're, if you're in the, in more of the vitalistic or NMSK model, um, you know, in the past, there's been kind of two different ways to deal with it. One was, was try to get involved and change it from the inside or other people just did whatever they wanted and just said, screw you guys. Um, and, and that turns out very badly for them because we always say if, if you lose your license, um, if you get massive fines and you're paying all this money to, to, to fight your regulators and all that stuff, um, it takes you out of the trenches and takes you away from chiropractic. And so you, we can't make a difference if we don't have our license. So we, we need to have a mature way to be able to deal with this. Yeah, agreed. And I get sometimes the frustration may be overwhelming on certain topics where you want to take that angle and just say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to do what I want. And this is what's right. And I don't care what's going on politically. But that's not the right approach. Because again, like you said, all that's going to happen is you're going to put your license in jeopardy or your ability to practice and a much better ways to organize and rally around groups that support your vision and support the way you practice and uh, put your support behind them. And I think that that's a much more effective way long-term to get things done and things change as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we talked a little bit about the, uh, just before the call, um, talking about um, for everyone out there, if we could just take this one thing off the table uh, before we even finish the rest of this conversation, that would be great. And I see it all the time is anytime we're trying to promote uh, research or political views or associations that have to do more vitalistic with vitalistic chiropractic or NMSK vital, uh, chiropractic, um, people end up saying, uh, you know, accusing us of, of claiming to treat diseases with chiropractic. And, and, and we're just saying how, well, first of all, we'll talk, we'll talk about the CNAC. We'll talk about CNAC and, and that's definitely not going to be what's, what's uh, the, the, the premise behind CNAC, but also what are your, what are your thoughts about that? Because I don't even know a chiropractor that says they treat disease with chiropractic. Yeah. And I, I, I can't believe we're still even talking about that. Uh, you know, and that we have to address that issue. And, and because I mean, when you talk about, you know, neurofunctional outcomes associated with chiropractic, it's such a leap to now uh, make direct claims that you are curing specific diseases or uh, conditions uh, because really uh, it goes well beyond just the neuro side of things. I mean, even if you're a strict MSK-based, pain-based practitioner and you are jumping to those types of conclusions, you don't really have the evidence to support that. You, you can't say it in that way. I mean, if you're claiming to cure all these diseases, then I think maybe you might have a misunderstanding about how the body works in general, but certainly we don't have the research to support it because when you're dealing with whole health, when you're dealing with a human being, there's so many factors that if you try and uh, narrow it down and do research in that type of way, you're never going to win with that. You're never going to come out with the conclusions that you're hoping to get because there are so many other factors. So yeah, it's crazy to me that, um, that we're still in there. Some of us are still in that mindset that practitioners on uh, one side of the spectrum are making these types of claims because I think the vast majority are not. And the ones that are sure that needs to be dealt with. If there are practitioners who are making outrageous claims and curing diseases and all that kind of stuff that really can't be supported at all, then sure, leave this up to the regulators to deal with and to help these members uh, improve uh, what they're putting out there in the public. I totally support that. But you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater there, Don. You can't now just say, well, the whole uh, neuro side of chiropractic is uh, not valid because you are claiming to, uh, to treat and cure all these uh, diseases. I mean, that's such that's extreme thinking. That's uh, straw man, whatever you want to call it, that is not the right approach. And uh, I, I just think that that most people, uh, most DCs should understand that. Well, and it's so funny because I was just, uh, I was just in Winnipeg and we're listening to Heidi Havoc. And even Heidi Havoc uh, uh, was actually talking about doing research. Uh, well, I think it was Kelly, Dr. Kelly Holtz, um, his PhD was on seniors and balance, right? So they're like seeing how uh, chiropractic care helps seniors and balance. And then even their, um, their ability, like if they tripped, how quickly they could regain their balance. Yeah. Uh, so it's like reactionary time. And then also it was really cool. It was auditory, auditory and visual processing. So like if something happened around them quick, how quickly could they adapt to it? And the funny thing about it is she's like, she's, she's in our model. 
and, and she's trying to find out what, or, or Kelly was trying to find out what's the, what's all these benefits of chiropractic. And it's always based on what the questions are, right? So that was what their questions were. And, and they, they said what the, the most interesting thing was, is they found, of course, chiropractic help with senior, with balance. It helped them to recover from trips faster. It helped them to process auditory noises quicker. Um, but one of the things that happened is they had people send in letters afterwards telling about all the different things that changed in their life under chiropractic care. And the yeah. funny thing is, like even she said, we didn't even ask that question. So like, there's so many other benefits that, um, that chiropractic can experience uh, for the people. And if you don't ask the question, you're never going to be able to document it. I think is the patient uh, preference and experiences yeah. in your office. And, and we need to keep exploring those uh, experiences. And no, we don't have all the research available that's going to show all of those benefits. Of course not. But uh, we need to not put a halt on that and say, no, if you uh, experience this or a patient says that they've experienced this, you have to immediately put that to bed and say that that didn't happen and uh, they right. sweep it under the rug because there's not acceptable evidence to show that. No other profession does this, uh, you know, and holds themselves to that kind of standard. We don't want to halt innovation. We don't want to halt our future uh, of progress. Uh, and just because we don't have all the explanations for how everything works right now doesn't mean we shouldn't explore it. But I found that that was interesting that you brought up that that example because again, for that population, seniors, uh, improved balance, improved co coordination. Uh, notice the word improved. That is a big benefit for them, right? Yeah, because huge. it's improved. Now, if you said instead, does chiropract do chiropractic adjustments uh, to the spine cure balance problems in seniors, <laughs> totally right? Yeah. And you did a preliminary study and said, well, not really, because some of them still had balance yeah. issues yeah. even after. But if you actually dive into the weeds of it, their balance was improved. Maybe yep. not cured, maybe not totally resolved, but it's improved. So hey, maybe they do some other positive changes in their life, do some more, uh, build some more muscle tone, or do some other sort of functional exercises. And hey, they improve even more, but chiropractic was a key piece of that. So if we're so narrow-minded that we do research in that, uh, uh, that very mechanistic way, then we're missing out on big improvements for large populations. And that's a shame. And that's part of uh, what drives uh, organizations like the CNAC, because we see that and we say, we don't want those parts of chiropractic to go away. We want yeah. to explore those. We want to lend support to those because these are important things for uh, patients. It affects their lives big time. And, and if practitioners uh, can't get involved with that kind of stuff in the future, then, then that's a, a real shame. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I totally agree with you there. So, um, so let's talk about the two different ways. Like, um, like a lot of times if, if we're not, if you're not massively outnumbered, like if you have a, like everyone who's in power is very MSK and you know, you got one or two people who try to go in there and try to change their mind. Um, I think you might've had some experience in this because like there's two ways to change, get inside from within and change with it from within. Um, and that probably, that probably would help if they're interested in representing the full profession, right? But if they're not interested, maybe you can talk a little bit about your experience on trying to change people's mind from within. Yeah, and uh, that was my experience where there wasn't an openness uh, to change. Uh, uh, you know, it became apparent when I talked to many other provincial leaders and our national leaders is that they weren't interested in uh, in being inclusive and looking at the full scope of chiropractic and positioning chiropractic that way and promoting it that way. They just, they weren't interested. And they, they said, uh, you know, in no uncertain terms that the brand has been selected and, uh, and that is the direction that they're going in. And uh, so after a couple of years of doing that, you just, you know, change from within is ideal. Yeah. I was saying um, to somebody else a couple of days ago that, you know, I don't think, any of us uh, would prefer to have to set up a new association and yeah, uh, totally. do all this work. And, you know, it's been, it's been such an effort from so many uh, chiropractors across the country and, and coordinating all that. And uh, nobody's getting paid and nobody's, uh, you know, doing this for any uh, personal gain. Uh, we're doing this because it's needed. And so I think a lot of us would have preferred to see change come from within, but it was just apparent to me among many others that that just was not a reality. It wasn't going to happen. And so there had to be a different way. And I think that that's been 
the experience of others in other countries and other jurisdictions, and that's why there are multiple associations that exist in, in other jurisdiction, jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think because the interesting thing is, again, how this all started, just for people around the world, if they didn't really understand, um, I think, too, we've been really frustrated. And so I, I think uh, Brandy and, uh, and Craig Hazel, Dr. Craig Hazel, set up a, a Canadian chiropractors page where we could just connect. Because the other challenge is, is that it, when you have like a, a slight majority, and again, well, actually, I'm going to have a question before I talk about that, is that this brand that was been selected for us, this is the one thing that I have a question about because there's only a few people in leadership in Canada and our brand has been selected for us. And, and, you know, just up till like last year, I've been a member of the Canadian Chiropractic Association ever since I was in practice because I was forced to, because of my, because of my malpractice insurance that I had, which I thought, again, that's another option that I didn't know I had. Um, But, but uh, like, how did they come up with this without any um, consultation with profession at all? Like that I saw. Yeah. So the original, uh, there was a survey done, uh, I believe a company's called Ipsos Reed. Uh, They do a lot of, uh, you know, nationwide surveys and and, and all that stuff. So uh, the national leaders at the time uh, conducted a survey with the general public to, get their understanding of what chiropractic was and what it's useful for. And um, you, the results of that were that uh, people largely understood chiropractic from a pain-based model, uh, which is no surprise because that's how we're educated in general about health as we grow up. I know when I was growing up, that's how we got educated. (laughs) Um, So, you you know, it's no surprise that largely um, that's how, uh, folks, especially if they haven't been to a chiropractor before, that's how they understand chiropractic. You probably see it in your office all the time. Uh, A patient comes in with one understanding and they may leave with another or they morph over time into a, you know, they value chiropractic for different reasons, right? They didn't even know that there was a value uh, beyond uh, their neck pain or something like that. But now they discover that, hey, this uh, has more benefits than I originally planned on. So that was the original uh, survey and I think the survey also uh, mentions stuff about uh, trust levels um, amongst chiropractors and that ha- this had to do with like billing practices or like practice management techniques or care plans things like that so anyway really out of that survey came the brand because the national leaders at the time said okay here's how we're gonna listen to the general public we're going to take their opinions currently about uh, chiropractic and then that's how we're going to brand ourselves. And uh, the rest of us kind of said, well, listen, you know, that I understand where you're going here. However, if you're not now, if you're narrowing chiropractic and you're now only promoting chiropractic in a very narrow scope and you're not representing the full scope of chiropractic, you're not representing all chiropractors and all practice styles and certainly not the experience and the preference of all patients. Because right. I know, you know, all of us have, a mixed bag in practice pretty much, right? You, yeah. you may see some people uh, because they're in extreme pain and they're looking for immediate pain relief and that's their goal. And you have others that maybe have been with you for quite a while and their goals and their outcomes and the things that they're achieving are much different. Right. So uh, if that's not represented, then we're missing out on a big uh, piece there. And, and, and so that anyway, that's the long story about how it got started uh, with that brand. Uh, and uh, I think that, you know, I, I understand the reasoning there, but I think it, it, we needed to look a little deeper at that time and say, okay, we get it. Most people are familiar with that allopathic type of uh, care and they get it elsewhere. But when it comes to your lifestyle, when it comes to your highest functioning, that's not how health works, right? You right. know, it's not just about that. Now, not to discredit pain management and care again like you know just because somebody's on one side uh, predominantly in their uh, opinions and philosophy and practice style that doesn't mean they have to disrespect the other side and and in fact most of us are operating somewhere in the middle and that and that's the honest truth yeah and so that that, and and so again so for a lot a lot of chiropractors like for me for example that you, you know you didn't realize that they did a survey to the general public and then created the whole brand from that it we were just presented with the brand um, as, as members. And then the, the ironic thing is, is that, and then in Alberta, like I think it was six or seven years ago, um, they just 
basically the, the, our association and college are together. We'll talk a little bit about those differences down the road, but they basically just said, we are doing scope expansion. <laughs> right. <laughs> the same way they didn't even like they, they, they didn't even. And then what they did is instead of, um, and then what they did is they included multiple things in there. So like a lot of times chiropractors were having challenges because they wanted to prescribe drugs. And so what they did is they tried to do it along with like, um, doing ultrasound and a few other things. Um, and then they also, because, uh, the people in leadership control the narrative, um, they explained to everyone that down the road, like if we didn't get scope, scope expansion, you wouldn't be allowed to sell supplements anymore. So they, they, they had a lot of, they basically controlled the narrative. Um, yeah. and it was very interesting is that that created a huge, that's actually created the huge divide in Alberta. Um, probably about four to five years ago. Um, and I ran, I ran for council at that time. The person I was running against, uh, there were some questionable things with ethics and email lists that were used from the college to, you know, to, to get out there and we won't really mention names or whatever, but it, sure. it was, it was not, uh, it, it was just, it was just some unethical uh, work that was involved. And then it was ironic was a couple of years later, the president at the time had said, you know, I really want to apologize the way we presented scope expansion because we knew that a lot of people weren't interested in or, or were going to be against it. So we thought the best way to do it was just to ram it down everybody's throat and yeah. just like take off, like it's like taking off a bandaid, just like annihilate everything. And then it will just move on with the new scope expansion. But these are all the seeds of what happened down the road, because that's why, you know, we end up creating the Canadian chiropractors page. And uh, that grew very quickly across the, uh, across the province. Um, and then, and then, and then the powers that be started using um, shaming people who were involved in it because they were like, be called, called <laughs> divisive. Um, right. Cause we're, because everyone was concerned, we also had no network, so we couldn't connect with like-minded chiropractors around Canada, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Don, this was my experience. I'll just tell you quickly. Uh, yeah. You know, um, uh, I did a, a presentation at a, at a national meeting, and uh, it was about uh, inclusiveness and, and trying to develop some sort of unity. And, and the first comment. Uh, and as it relates to that group, that Facebook group you're talking about, the first comment I got from the floor was, uh, Dr. Chad, you, you talked a lot about unity and uh, inclusiveness in your presentation, but it's my understanding that you are the leader of a group that is trying to dismantle our national bodies and create disunity among the profession. So, uh, that, so that was the first comment. <laughs> so you can get a sense of uh, sort of where, where that went. And and again, you know, my response is, listen, you know, whether you want to hear it or not, there's a lot of chiropractors that are not feeling represented right now. And I'm trying to bring you that message so that we can try and work together here and you can address these issues because whether or not you want to sweep them under the rug or not, uh, these issues are there. And, and as a, associations are supposed to represent uh, their constituents and, and the same thing like well, you talked about the scope expansion there for something that's so big that affects all of chiropractic because that has a huge trickle down effect. If one area passes, like if, if one province passes that, uh, you know, what kind of trickle down effect that has across the country, yeah. you, you'd think you'd want to uh, at least ask your members uh, if they're in favor of this. Like, is this something that you want? Like send out a survey at least, you know, uh, well, they did, they did afterwards, but they did after the fact. Right. right. And so yeah. after you request it, yeah. And I mean, again, leadership, you know, you need to make decisions. I totally understand that. I'm not saying you have to consult the membership on every single decision you make because they've elected you to uh, represent them. But there are certain things where uh, I think it would be important to get the general pulse of what your, your represent, like the people that you're representing are, are thinking about it. When I think too, and this is what happened in Alberta, I think, is that we just kind of fell asleep at the wheel because when I, when I first started practice 20 years ago, our association was very strong and very well representative of all of the full spectrum of chiropractic. And, um, and then, you know, probably for about a good eight years, um, people got onto the boards just from acclimation because the, they just they volunteered and then they just got on and that's how our, we never even really had elections because it would be rare. You even had another person that was actually running. And so that happened for like four or five, six years. Some council members has stayed on there for like 10, 12 years. Um, and, and, and so it, it just, 
especially when you get on because acclamation, I think it would be really important to actually connect with your members because you actually didn't get voted on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. I I always find it interesting uh, when uh, throughout the year, I'll see uh, comments on social media, very passionate comments on social media, very uh, 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 passionate emails by members uh, to the the board or the council. uh, And, uh, and then when it comes time to election, for, for to, to elect your members, uh, nobody's hand goes up. And it's just like you said, most people are winning by acclamation in many of these provinces. And you kind of go, where are all these people that were so they can't even go to the AGM or, or, or run for election? Uh, and I get it. Everybody's busy. But then it's kind of hard to complain later when your voice, you don't feel like your voice is being heard. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that. So, so again, so this has all happened. So we create the Canadian chiropractors group and then we realized that now people are being shamed because they're involved with this. Uh, and then, and then I kind of like, maybe you can just talk a little bit about then from that stage, how did the whole idea of creating that new national association start? Yeah. So like you said, Brandy and Craig were instrumental in getting that group set up and, and connecting with a lot of us that were also having these simultaneous experiences. I, I mentioned some of mine that I was having at the national level because um, I've, I've been president of our Nova Scotia Chiropractic Association. That's why I've been involved in some of that. So, so you know, they reached out to me and, and there were several others from across the country, uh, pretty much representing every province that had similar experiences, uh, similar frustrations. They were getting to that point where they said, listen, change from within is, is not looking like a plausible reality. Mm-hmm. So we need to think about how chiropractic is going to move forward and uh, what the solution is. So the conversation kept evolving from there and uh, it, that eventually led to the formation of CNAC. Uh, it was just a natural next step. And um, we saw it happen in other areas. Like you said, you look at the UK, you, you look at, uh, United States has two associations. You just look at other examples and you say, okay, this is probably why those exist. And uh, it's become time where we need to step up and do this. Even if it's not our preferred first step, it now is the preferred way to do it because uh, we can't go any longer with uh, not making the changes that we want to see. Well, I think too, I think we can learn a little bit from government. And I was talking about this before in, in Canada, we just recently had an election for the whole country. And, um, and, and so again, a politics is kind of, uh, it's kind of stressful in all areas. It doesn't matter what, <laughs> whether it's yeah. national politics or in a profession. And uh, so we had uh, Justin Trudeau won again and, and, and at the West. So the province that I'm from is Alberta and Saskatchewan. They're kind of, if you don't feel represented, it's just so funny because it's kind of like chiropractic in our brand. So we don't feel represented. So we did an election and there was basically, I think only one representative that was liberal out of all those provinces. So every single seat was all conservative, which are now uh, the minority in the government. So, so currently our, our, our majority government has no seats really in our provinces. And so what I found really interesting um, was that uh, the, the, uh, the president, the prime minister sent a representative uh, to go to each of those provinces and, and find out how they could, how they could connect and, and kind of reconnect with them and, and kind of make sure that they're still being represented at the, in the government, um, which, which I thought, what a novel idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Great. And, and, and that's in a government where you actually have uh, you have the majority and you have an opposition. And the reason you have the majority in opposition is it keeps the majority in check as well because yeah. they just can't go running off wild and doing whatever they wanted. And I think that is the challenge right now in, 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 in chiropractic is that we don't really have them coming to our brand because uh, we're connected to basically just about all of them across the country. And I don't think anybody's ever been connected by by that, those people trying to get more insight on how we can represent our brand. Have have you seen that? Uh, well, I, no, I, I agree with you that the the the, the um, olive branch hasn't been extended, and uh, even though it was, uh, I was suggesting that, and uh, there was some agreement there at the national level for for a period of time. Uh, but uh, again, I think that that was uh, just uh, to appease me at the time and uh, <laughs> to sort of get me to say, okay, great. At least you're willing to reach out. But then 
uh, no effort was made, and, and uh, it just went along with the, the, the narrative I had seen in the past couple of years. And so, yeah, I, I think that also when you do have only one organization representing all of chiropractic, uh, they, they can do whatever they want, so to speak, because they, there's really no other options uh, for, for docs to go to and uh, make an informed choice on who they want representing them. And especially in, in our in, in in Canada, because a lot of times there's a there's a, a malpractice carrier that is very popular and very connected with all the provincial associations. And if you use them, which they're quite affordable, so a lot of people do like to use them, um, you are forced to be a member of the Canadian Chiropractic Association. And and so there's there's forced membership. And then not only that is even in Alberta, like coming down the pipe, they're going to do a vote to make mandatory membership to the Canadian Chiropractic Association. So it, it, it seems that's a frustration I've seen a lot of chiropractors have is that not only do they not extend the olive branch and not only do they not like get our feedback and involve, now they're trying to get more ways to make it mandatory membership. So, and this is a trade organization. And maybe you could explain like, what's the difference between a regulatory board and a trade organization or an association? Yeah. So your each province or or state or whatever you know wherever you live uh, your your jurisdiction will have a regulatory board and their mandate is to protect the public so they're dealing with you know disciplining chiropractors issuing licenses uh, peer assessment uh, you know these types of things that uh, you know with, with the eye on protecting the public uh, and so that uh, that side of it you really have to belong to because yep. they control you getting your license or whether you should have a license or shouldn't have a license. That's important for any self-regulating profession. We have to have standards of practice. We have to have uh, rules that govern the profession. So that's important. Uh, the association side is promotion of the profession. So this is different than regulation because this is um, making relationships uh, with other stakeholders on behalf of chiropractic. This is dealing with you know, maybe third-party payers or insurance companies, depending on where you practice. Uh, this is uh, uh, PR work. This is putting chiropractic out there, positioning chiropractic in the eyes of the public. These types of tasks are done by the association. So in Canada, for instance, each province will have a regulatory board and an association. Now, some of them are set up uh, in, in a joint fashion where it's essentially the same people doing both. Uh, or they're tied together somehow. In other areas, they're totally separate where there's uh, associations and then a, a totally separate regulatory board and you have to deal with them separately. And then on a national level, representing all of chiropractic, there's uh, associations. So again, the promotion of the profession, but on a more uh, a national scale. So uh, prior to the CNAC, there was only one option available. Uh, the CCA, and now there's uh, CNAC as well as a second option. And there is a national uh, regulator uh, as well um, that, that the individual provincial regulators belong to, but uh, healthcare is regulated provincially, so pretty much most of the onus is put provincially on the regulator to make the rules that make sense for their province and, and all that kind of stuff. But there is a way for them to collaborate and share and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Really, it's important that uh, these organizations play their role. And, uh, you know, I really feel strongly that associations shouldn't be dabbling too much into regulatory matters because that creates conflicts for the individual practitioner and it creates confusion for the public as well. Right. And so, um, like, if an association shouldn't really be saying stuff outside of the scope of, of chiropractic in general. Yeah, I don't believe so. So, yeah. for instance, if... Like just as an example, if your association is talking about and giving opinions on controlled acts that are done uh, by another professional, you're not allowed to under Canadian laws, my understanding, because <laughs> we've had this uh, these incidents pop up and I've been involved with the boards and all that kind of stuff. So I've seen this happen. Yeah. If if you're speaking uh, about certain controlled acts that are outside your scope of practice and that belong to another profession, your regulatory board has the power to sanction you and say, hey, listen, you're not allowed to do that. And if you keep doing it, 
you may lose your license or incur fines or, or you're, you're not going to be in good standing with your regulator. And that could have serious consequences for you and your practice and your livelihood. But you see the problem if your uh, association who's supposed to be representing you is making these comments because let's say they want to build a bridge with, uh, you know, another organization or, or something like that. Uh, but that may not be in the best interest of you as a practitioner because if you support what they're doing, now it immediately puts you at odds with your regulatory board and it may actually put you in trouble with your uh, malpractice carrier uh, based on uh, what they would cover you for and all that kind of stuff. So you have to be careful. So I think it's important that associations stick to the promotion of chiropractic uh, and uh, kind of, you know, work as much as they can with regulators to respect that boundary line. And, and, and uh, CNAC is mindful of that. And it's just personally, from my experience, I want to be mindful of that because I think it's important and it's out of respect for the individual DC and, and their livelihood as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally, totally agree. So um, now we, uh, since the membership has started, we've had some pretty good growth in, in the, in the association. And then uh, just for a lot of the charter members, we, we did, did a survey. Uh, so we were actually getting feedback from our members, which is so crazy. Imagine that. <laughs> I know. So, so I was just curious, what, what were some of kind of the highlights that you found from some of the feedback that we got from our early adopters into the, uh, into our association? Yeah. So we asked a variety of questions, uh, you know, mainly centered around uh, priorities uh, for the association to help shape our direction and, and some of the goals that, uh, that they'd like to see. Uh, the most sort of uh, the, the topic that was on the minds of most DCs uh, in our initial membership was uh, uh, expanding research into neurofunctional outcomes, uh, you know, I guess versus uh, only relying on uh, strict MSK or pain-based only research. So developing that uh, more and uh, putting support towards that. So uh, that's something we're definitely uh, going to listen to and going to support. Uh, also, no surprise, because this is the reason we started the organization, is just worries about the brand, the current brand of chiropractic and where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, steadily we're seeing um, members feeling like they don't, they can't say certain things or they don't have a voice or they feeling like they're being sanctioned for stuff that really they they don't feel is appropriate and uh, they feel like their scope is being narrowed. And uh, so we want to make sure that we're addressing those concerns and making sure that chiropractic, the, the full scope of chiropractic is being represented and that we're inclusive of all the practice styles that we have in our membership because that was a major concern. And I even had docs reach out to me personally and say, listen, I'm thinking of joining CNAC, but are you guys going to do this, this, and this that I already experienced with my last association before I start giving you money and putting my support? And uh, so I could tell that it's on the minds of practitioners. They're scared uh, to say certain things because maybe they'll see certain media reports or uh, certain uh, provincial leaders, you know, uh, being, t- being burnt at the stake or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever, however you want to call it, just feeling ostracized uh, and feeling like they, they can't really practice in a way that uh, that previously they didn't have any concerns about. So, so on one hand, it's good uh, that practitioners are becoming interested, yeah. <laughs> and, and some some uh, some docs who previously their their heads were kind of buried and they didn't want to be at all involved in the political side, now they're coming out and saying, hey, listen, I, I'm feeling the heat a little bit here. I need to address address this. And so, you know, better late than never. That's that's good that they're doing that. But on the other hand, I, I think that some of our practitioners are being unfairly painted into a corner that doesn't represent them. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so one of the mandates of, of CNAC is to be inclusive and to represent all of chiropractic and not just slice it up into one very narrow part of it. Well, and I find too, just because um, the narrative is being controlled by the the current leadership is that because of that, what we said at the beginning, where they're branding all the vitalistic chiropractors or all NMSK chiropractors as the people that are going to speak out against uh, forbidden topics uh, or say they're treating um, conditions or or diseases, that it's actually creating um, 
even for the people, we always talk about the bell curve, right? You got the far right side where chiropractic is only about pain for six visits or whatever, or you can only do what research tells you. You can't even think at all. You can only do what research tells you. And then you got on the far other side, which is like kind of the hate straights that it has to be pure chiropractic treating like conditions or else it's nothing at all. Um, the vast majority of people are in that uh, bell curve. And I think like really we have a lot more in common than we have apart, but it's just, I think that it's just, one side is trying to taint the other to influence more people to come to their side. And I think that's just the, it's just, it's tough. We, there, what's wrong with just having a profession with different people in the profession, different. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong, Don, but yeah, that, and that's the frustration of politics because one group is going to look at the other group and say, okay, how can we make this group appear uh, that they're not credible or they're um, sort of doing, and then, so of course that extremist, uh, uh, thinking happens where you say, okay, all these uh, neuro guys are claiming to cure all these diseases and they're making these outrageous claims where, uh, where that may be uh, the 1% on the end of the bell curve. Yeah. Right. You know, and then, so you could sort of turn it back on yourselves and say, Hey, there's 1% of your members, even within your brand that are doing things that are unethical and not good on the other side of, of yeah. the bell curve. And those are going to exist no matter what, I mean, any profession, any uh, organized body, you're always going to get those extremes, yeah. right? But of course, when you start painting uh, the practitioners who are practicing in a neurofunctional model or subluxation-based model, and you now say that all of these people are the problem and paint them all into that 1% or the 2% that, that are legitimately fueling uh, the fire for skeptics and, and uh, causing problems and all that kind of stuff, then that is just politics and, and, and that is not really the truth of what's happening and it's not representing the bell curve as you said. And so uh, that's a challenge because, um, you know, again, for those that are uh, politically unaware, if they haven't been involved in anything and, and they're just been involved in their practice and then they see something and they go, oh yeah, I don't want to be involved with those guys. Those, those are the crazy guys. Right? They're going to wreck the profession, lose insurance. Yeah, ruining the <laughs> and, and you, yeah exactly. And, uh, and they don't understand the full story there. That's the danger. And uh, I know I even had some of that coming out of school because there's influencers there too, right? And you yeah. get one picture in your mind of of how the profession is. Uh, but then over time, especially if you're involved, you really start to see what's actually true. And you said, man, you know, it's a real shame because um, no matter how you practice, the, the truth, I really believe the truth is that your fellow chiropractor should be your friend in this. We have so many challenges outside of chiropractic yeah, that, know. you know, we really need to band together. And it's such a shame to also uh, really cut each other up from the inside this way. And, uh, you know, but it, that's the reality and that, that's what happens. So uh, I, I'm hoping that CNAC can be a place where all of our members feel included. And that's part of uh, doing that initial survey and, and constant interaction with our members. Like I've had constant interaction with, with many members. And I say, I don't care, email me a thousand times. I just wanna hear your concerns and I know our other board members feel the same way because we don't want to fall into the same trap and, and get this, our members expressing the same frustration saying, Hey man, you just kind of went in your own direction and you're not representing us anymore. I don't want that to happen. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, um, in closing, um, you know, there's uh, chiropractors all over the world. You know, I, we have quite a few listeners in Canada, but the vast majority are actually outside of Canada. Um, what kind of words of inspiration um, would you like to leave them with if they're feeling a little bit disempowered with the politics in their country? Yeah. Uh, my advice would be to take a positive step. Don't just look at media articles that degrade chiropractic and look at hateful comments on social media and then get frustrated to the point where you just back away from all of it and throw it all away and then just bury yourself in your practice. This stuff is important. It's important to get involved, but honestly, you don't have to be on the front lines. You don't have to be the leader of an organization. You just need to make your voice heard. And so at the very minimum, all that means is supporting the organizations that support you. So if what we're saying, if you're a Canadian doc and 
you see what we're putting out there from CNAC and it makes sense to you and you go, wow, these guys uh, have it right with how they want to represent chiropractic, then put your support behind us, become a member. And if you're in another country and you feel the same way and you're frustrated, find groups that support what you feel and support them and don't just kind of, you know, just because you can't do all of it doesn't mean you shouldn't do something because if every doc did something, you'd create a massive wave of movement. And that's the thing that you need to get rid of that frustration and that apathy and say, listen, I just want to reach out to somebody that supports me, uh, put my financial support behind them, put my energy towards that rather than just focusing on the negative. And then of course that just builds up to the point where you're going to uh, just be apathetic. And, and I don't like to see docs doing that. I want to see everybody take a positive step forward because this is your livelihood. This is your profession. These are your patients that get these outcomes that you love and you want to keep doing what you're doing in the way that you do it. And that's what I'd have to say if I want to inspire a little bit of hope in, in the docs. Well, and I think too, we always say you have, you have time, you have talent and you have money. Um, those are the things everyone has. And so any of that would be appreciated in any, any country that you're in, um, even just connecting and gathering people together. And like I said, even like sometimes if you're just in your area and you just bring a speaker to your area and get fellow chiropractors to kind of come together and listen to that speaker, or even just do a meetup mastermind where, where you just, you don't even have to have a speaker, just get people together. Because yes. I think how this whole thing started, which is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing in Canada, because the first time ever there's been two associations, it only started through connection. Like we yep. only, we only wanted to create a network of connection and this is what came from it. And so I, I think you never know how, how little idea, cause it was just a little idea to connect people that were frustrated and then it turned yeah. into, into, into this, which was pretty cool. Exactly. It didn't start out as, Oh, let's start a new association. It was no. just like, Hey, we have similar frustrations or similar concerns and let's connect with each other. So we have some positivity going on and we can talk about solutions and we can talk about how we want things to go in the future. And then it just naturally evolves. So yeah, it's staying in your silo uh, when you're frustrated is not a good idea. You want to talk about it, get out there, connect with other docs and it'll make you feel better and it'll make you have some hope for the future. Yeah. Well, and I just, I also want to take this opportunity to thank you too, because you and Amy have been, been rocking it out. Yeah. Dr. Amy Robinson, who's the uh, chair uh, of the, of, of, uh, CNAC, you guys have been, uh, working your tail off. You've probably been putting the most energy in it out of everybody. And, um, we always say that there's only going to be usually the one to 2% of the population that's going to step up and take the majority of it, which, which, um, we appreciate it because not everybody has the ability or the skill or the desire to be the one or two percenter. But, um, but I want to thank you because you've been putting in tons of effort. And I think from your perspective, because I've done a lot of that in Alberta too, is that you're, you're not asking other people to put in the same amount of effort that you're putting in. But what, what, what do you need from people? to what, what gets your spark going to keep you fired on all cylinders from, from say, a, a member of CNAC or somewhere else? It's just the feedback. Uh, yeah. And I think that's, that's the case for all of our board members. You know, sometimes it's, it's uh, long hours and, and uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to start something new, especially, but yeah, to get that feedback from docs saying, listen, this is, I'm so glad you, you guys are doing this and how can I help? And, and uh, I really appreciate all the work that you're putting in it. That's all that's needed because again, you know, that little spark for us to, to every once in a while to just get that feedback that, Hey, we're doing something that's really um, resonating with a lot of doctors. Uh, that's, that's really all that we need. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many, we, we got a ton of new board members and they're all eager to, to get to work. And yeah, Amy's been doing a ton of work. So I really have to give it up to her. I mean, she's, she bosses everybody around even like, I don't want to say she's, she rivals Brandy in that regard, but uh, you know, I mean, she's, she's challenging, you know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. She's, she's, <laughs> she's doing awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but there's been, it, 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 it it's been certainly uh a group effort, uh, like I said, uh, Craig and Brandy were, were instrumental in getting everything set up. Amy's been awesome. We got a ton of, of board members that have been very instrumental in, in getting everything set up. So uh, I'd like to thank all of them. It's been a lot of, a lot of work, but uh, we're excited. And, and uh, yeah, to hit on your other point, and like I just said, you don't have to take the reins. You don't have to be a leader to be involved. You just need to actually sit down for a moment 
and look at what's happening, get a little bit of a sense of what's going on in politics. You don't have to be involved with it 24-7. You just need to get your mind right about that and say, who's supporting me? Who's supporting my practice? Who is supporting the type of chiropractic I want to see five years from now, 10 years from now? You just have to look at it. It doesn't take you long to become uh, educated on some of this stuff. And if you have questions, our board members, myself included, are more than happy to talk to you about any questions or concerns you might have. Uh, we have a vision for the future and we want to achieve it, but we need numbers. We need more docs to be involved. And uh, I know that's going to happen over time. Certainly, we've had a very strong start and a lot of docs are jumping on and they love it but I want to see it continue to grow at the pace it's been growing at. So uh, just get involved one way or another. And one more action step I'll throw out there too, is that especially if you're outside of Canada and you see someone who is being a leader, who is, is, is kind of helping to grow chiropractic in the brand that you want, reach out and give them feedback too. Just like, cause Chad, you even says how that gives him a, a little extra fire and juice when you're kind of frustrated, staying up all night, like trying to get stuff done. Um, when you have some positive feedback from people, it kind of just helps you kind of keep that purpose alive. And so make sure you reach out to people that are doing the work in your country too. Now I'm sure yeah. they'll appreciate it. Yeah, I would echo that. And, uh, you know, I, I think it, a little bit just goes a long way. Just send, send them a message it only takes a, a minute, but just to know that, they're doing all this work for a reason and they have support uh, is, is enough to keep them going. That's cool. All right. Well, Chad, thank you so much again for all the work you've done this year. And thanks again for being on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me on again, Don. It's uh, always great to chat with you. All right. And so everybody out there, uh, like this is our political, uh, boring episode. Just, just kidding. It's not boring, but it's, it's kind of vital for our whole profession. So, uh, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, someone out there, you just take a few more action steps. We're just, we're like I said, we're not asking you to, to, to totally change the world by yourself, but just make sure you get involved and, and even just as little as, as help support the people that are making the change. And, uh, that will help our whole profession shift on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.